Welcome back, listeners. Today, I'm offering my platform as a voice for two men who are incarcerated in federal prison in Mariana, Florida. This is Kay and Jose speaking on prison conditions in the federal prison, including retaliation, unfortunately, that one of them has already experienced for speaking out. I'm going to bow out now and let you listen to them personally. Well, I like to do something with uh, the administrative remedy process, right? Which is the avenue that they they afford us to try to resolve matters. And it's really a sham. It really is. And I can tell you that the administrative remedy that they tell us to use, it, it can be hijacked. Um, it's supposed to go through the BPA, which is an informal resolution process. And then a BP-9, which is more formal. And that one you can take the court with the 10 and 11. Um, but at any point given time, they, they can hijack the paperwork and say, well, you never turned it in or um, you got 30 days to get a response. And after 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, they still haven't came up with a response. Right. And you're like, well, what happened to the documents that I put in? And they'll just, well, uh, well you got to wait for a response. But according to the policy, if you haven't got a response, you're supposed to take it as a negative response and go on to the next step go to the next step guess what they do they go on ahead and cancel you out and say well you didn't you didn't put in the bp9 with it so we're rejecting you at this point and i go how can i progress forward if my paperwork is missing like uh right now i had uh i got a lawsuit pending because of like lack of medical care right and i had a lot of evidence and when i went to the shoe they they went ahead and went through all my stuff and my legal papers disappeared but even regardless I have sent legal documents out and they disappear. They never make it to their destination, you know? Now I'm like, well, we're under their thumb. They control everything, all forms of communication, phone, computers, and letters, you know? And if they, they don't like what, you, what you're saying, they just shut you out, you know? Do you worry about retaliation um, for these oh, conversations? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I've got a friend here who was in a been trying to be interviewed by a news uh, media, right? The newspaper in Spanish, Telemundo. And he had to cancel out because they were retaliating, uh, you know, and they wouldn't let him meet with the uh, media. And I'm like, that just goes to show. He's like, man, should I do this or should I not? I'm like, look, man, make your voice be known because if you don't, then it's just going to stay right, right within these walls, you know? Because you know, a, a lot of times when we're trying to seek relief, you know, let's let's say you're trying to put in an appeal or something like that. Everything is time sensitive, you know, and like right now they're, they're, they're withholding my legal books and without them, I don't know how to progress in the courts. And I'm like, well, can you tell me why you have you're retaining my books? And they're like, well, uh, we'll give you an answer later. I'm like, well, I got put in the shoe in July, mid July, and now we're in. September, late end, you know, late end of September. This call is from a federal prison. Oh, no, we can't, you know. And I write the course and I try to explain. And then what they report back is, well, you didn't set a motion and you did it improperly. So we're giving you a time extension, but we're not accepting your letter. I'm like, well, without my legal books, how do I progress? You know, and I, I just got to fish around and talk to people who've gone through the same thing. That's a, that's not a me issue. That's an everybody issue. We all encounter these, these prejudices all the time, you know. Job security is what they call it. We call it aggravation, you know. A lot of the uh, officers that have been hired onto the BOP in my facility 
have been uh, ousted from their state jobs in corrections. They got, but not since it's a dual sovereignty, they can be dismissed in the states and they can apply for the federal job and still get hired on. You know, how um, just recently they had a big issue in the streets with all the riots and stuff on how these police officers just jump from one, one department to the next and they get, you know, dismissed because they had, you know, police brutality or something in their record and just get fired from that job and get another job in another department, you know. And it's pretty much the same thing because they're dealing with two separate sovereignties. So they could be dismissed in the state and come work for the BOP. That's fine. Oh, there's There's yeah. such a toxic atmosphere within the system with these officers who think it's their job to just torture people. You know, the problem too is, especially like when it gets down to our local jails, these are people who haven't even been found guilty and, Absolutely. and they're still receiving that same treatment. My mother was one of those people. Um, I found after she passed about 18 months ago, I found grievances she wrote um, and she had to write her grievances on the carbon copy using the end of her spoon because they gave her the forms but would not give her a pen to fill them out right. with. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I was put in the shoe, right? And I told them, look, I'm trying to reach the courts because I got a pending lawsuit. So they, they at first started uh, giving me envelopes with no paperwork, no papers, blank papers so I can write. So I borrowed a pen from my cellmate, and then I like, hey, I need papers so I can write. So I, when a warden came through, I let him know. So then guess what they did? They provided me with paper, but no envelopes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how in the heck am I supposed to send this if I don't have an envelope? I used the first envelope to send my mom a letter to let her know why, where I was and the fact that I wouldn't be contacting her. Right? So then I came across, and they're like, they, they know how to aggravate the situation. It's, yeah. it's just pathetic. But it's happening across the board, you know, and it's when it's someone's own parent or child in the prison, I think it takes that sometimes for them to actually realize, wait, this this isn't okay. Yeah, that, so. that's exactly what I agree. I'll, you know, every once in a while I'll be talking to another inmate and I'll be talking, you know, uh, letting them know that, you know, we see a lot of things on TV and those things, they're, they're surrounded by cameras and people that are willing to put that information out there. But in here, it's its own private little world, you know, and you can't even come in unless you got their approval, right? Mm-hmm. And if they had video cameras that just filmed, like the body cams that the officers are now having to wear, they would expose so many things. But of course, they would never allow any of that because that would expose so much corruption, you know? Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it... <laughs> We're, we don't think about these things until we're actually inside of these prisons, and they're like, wow, uh, I didn't know it was like this. You know, mm-hmm. corrections, rehabilitation, a uh, place to, to reform yourself, educate yourself, and come out a better person. It's what most people would figure these prisons are all about, but it's just the contrary. You know, they're just warehousing people. So you remember Kay's friend, Jose, he spoke about him being retaliated against when he tried to speak out before. So Jose came to Kay and he says, you know, should I do this? Should I speak out? I'm worried about retaliation. What he decided was if he doesn't speak out, nobody's going to know these things are going on if people don't start telling their stories. I don't approach anyone for these stories. That's not what the project's for. Uh, They come to me. They reach out to me wanting to put their story out there. And so Jose decided in the end he wants to speak. He wants to tell his story. And so he's speaking next. I was like actually talking to Telemundo about my... uh, They did an interview on me. 
And since I talked to them, this prison has actually been like retaliating against me really bad. You know what I mean? They've treated me like they've threatened me. They've done a lot of stuff towards me. They're very Florida. No, it's extremely bad here. It's like, you know, I work in the kitchen. There was actually, you know, they stole all the money from the, you know, the... The, the, the government gave them money, there's fraud, there's all these things going around here. It is extremely bad, man. We do, our, our commissary, we don't got no commissary items because they don't got no money to buy commissary. Our food actually, you know, I'm trying to get my, you know, get go to classes to, to better myself, and they, they're not even offering that. And that's how I just did a, I'm writing them up, and I'm taking them a court over that because I could have gone home next year, and I can't go home because there's no classes to take. And then they won't expect me to take them. And how can I take them if you guys don't want to give them to me? How long have you been incarcerated? Uh, only I'm just like two years and a half. I'm barely. They threatened me. They said that if I keep on talking to anybody, like the news, that my, my release date was going to change. Literally, that's what the lieutenant told me. Lieutenant Tanner said, if you keep on talking to the news, I will make sure you, you don't go home next year. That's what his words. And I called, you know, I've called Washington. I've, I told my family to call. I called Telemundo and told them that they had threatened me. They said they were going to talk to Washington about that, about the bureau, about the, you know, the rank. They're like, man, they, they shouldn't be shit. Because first of all, I wasn't even talking about the prison. I was talking about my case, what I'm here for. That's what, what the first interview was about. It wasn't even about this, but they got scared, thinking I was going to talk about what's going on in here. All right, listeners, thanks again for being here. That was Kay and Jose speaking from a federal prison in Mariana, Florida. If you like the show even just a little bit, click the follow button. It really helps on those platforms with the algorithm. If you know someone who's incarcerated who would like to have a conversation, you can reach out at prisonconversations at gmail.com.